we got to talk about Nikon. Next week, Nikon have an announcement that they have already announced for the announcement. And the announcement that they've announced is going to be announcing their mirrorless system. And it's going to be really interesting to see what they have in store for us. And all we've seen so far is a bunch of rumors and basically a series of teasers that Nikon have released that just show a mysterious black body, which may or may not have a light-up lens mount. Really, all we have at this point is this. That's a paper camera that's been going around. But I do think this is gonna be interesting. Nikon are obviously doing a ton of PR around this. And so in this video, I wanna talk a little bit about what Nikon needs to succeed in the mirrorless market. But real quick, I wanna give a shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. You need a website, you need a place to put your stuff and Squarespace have you covered with an all-in-one solution for building a beautiful website, portfolio, or online store. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And if you want to subscribe, I can save you 10% off your initial order by using using offer code AOP on checkout. Once again, that offer code is AOP. And I'll give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. Okay, so in the official announcement from Nikon, they stated that Nikon will continue to lead imaging innovation with the launch of a new mirrorless camera. Okay, Nikon did develop a mirrorless system, the Nikon 1 that you guys might remember. They had 13 lenses designed for this thing and I wouldn't necessarily call that leading. Okay, before I make a bunch of people mad thinking that I'm bashing on Nikon, I want to be really clear that I want Nikon to succeed. In my earliest days as a photographer, all I shot were Nikon cameras. I loved their lenses. I shot the Nikon F3. Later, I had an F4. I had an FE2. I was crazy about Nikon cameras because they gave me excellent image quality. They were easy to use. They were extremely intuitive, much so than all their competition. Even when we moved into the digital era, Nikons were pretty expensive at first, but by the time they came out with the D40 and the D70 and the D90 and all that stuff, I still thought Nikon were excellent and they've done an incredible job in the DSLR world. They are moving into mirrorless and they're doing it really quickly and it seems to be because it's being pressured by other camera companies like Fuji and Sony and Panasonic and the lot that are having some success there. And so I want Nikon to be successful. I hope they hit a home run with this camera. I wanna be very clear about that. If nothing else, having more competition in this space is always a good thing. It pushes companies to try new things innovate faster and we the consumers are the beneficiaries of that so I really want Nikon to succeed but this is an entirely new system with new lenses a new lens mount there will be growing pains it's just the way it is now what's going to be interesting is Nikon will have an adapter so you can adapt your f mount lenses they have to do that but I don't know to what extent it will support f mount because the autofocus system I talked a lot about this in a video I did a couple weeks ago on Sony I'll link it up here if you're interested in the technical details of what mirrorless is able to do that a DSLR isn't because you don't have an optical viewfinder. It is live all the time. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. I don't know to what extent the adapters will support the old lenses and also there's third-party support. So if you own Tamron, Zeiss, Sigma, etc., will it support those? So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Either way, you're going to want to see the new lenses that they're going to come out with because one, life is way too short to be adapting lenses. Believe it or not, I was the adapter king when I moved into the Sony system and once they started releasing incredible lenses, it changed the entire experience and I really don't do a lot of adapting anymore unless it's a really specific purpose, but one of the keys to this is going to be the lenses that they release. As I've said before, the advantages of a mirrorless system over a traditional DSLR setup extend to many qualities of the camera. So what I want to do is I want to talk about, this is all pure speculation, I have no idea what an icon are going to announce. In fact, you guys might be watching this video after the announcement and feel free to laugh at me and leave nasty comments or whatever. I could be completely wrong, but in my opinion, this is what Nikon is going to need to succeed and completely hit a home run. It's going to need something like 
like this. Design a sensor that has the dynamic range on the level of what we're seeing in medium format cameras right now. This could be a game changer. Make it true 16-bit or hell better yet, make it 24-bit. And of course, if you're going to have that much dynamic range, you're going to need lenses that support the dynamic range too. But that's a good thing because we're at a point right now where we have to see a new lens system. This would be a game changer. This is also an opportunity for Nikon to completely hit this out of the park with an autofocus system that is really revolutionary. Now, we know about focus shift problems with a lot of the lenses from the DSLR system, so it should be pretty easy to come up with a workaround that eliminates that when you have basically a camera that is all live view all the time. But they're also going to need something that's accurate that performs on the level that Sony has with IAF, where not only is it able to recognize a face, but it is also able to recognize the human eye, not bushy eyebrows, not a mustache, not long eyelashes, and truly get in focus. That's what the competition is doing from the Sony side, and they're going to need something that performs on that level. Nikon are also going to have to get very serious about video. When you look at the competition, we're talking about Panasonic, we're talking about Canon, we're talking about Sony. These cameras offer excellent video options. Now, the D850 had a really good-looking image when you shot 4K video, but there were no log profiles. And when you compare to something like Panasonic, we're talking 10-bit files, we're talking log profiles, we're talking 60 frames a second if you want to over-crank your footage and have it be in slow motion later. This is what you're going to have to do to compete. Even Sony with the profile choices that they offer in their cameras. You've got Cine profiles, HLG, S-Log. Nikon are going to have to step up their game to compete. And let's talk about lenses. Now this is going to be one of the frustrations because they just won't be that many to start with. But what I would really love to see Nikon do is use this as an opportunity to deliver some really interesting things. Not just a bunch of generic f2.8 zoom lenses that kind of cover the whole focal length. That's what they will do to begin with, I can guarantee you, because it, especially at the price points that are being rumored, they're going to want you to buy the camera and you're going to need to be able to justify the versatility with it. But I think this is a really interesting opportunity to open it up with other lens designs. Now there are rumors floating around about a 58mm f.95, which I think is kind of in that territory. It's going to be a really expensive lens, but at least that's an opportunity to start expanding into some really interesting stuff, and I would really like to see Nikon excel here. Equally importantly, utilize third-party manufacturers like Sigma and Tamron and Zeiss. They're going to be able to fill gaps because it's a separate company that's also designing lenses. In fact, I think, like for instance, the Sony Battis line has really helped because they've got some really nice ultra-wides that I haven't seen Sony produce yet. So they're equally good lenses. In fact, some cases they're a little bit different because they're the classic Zeiss design, but utilize the third-party companies to help you with that lens lineup as you're building up. I don't know if Nikon's going to do that or not. I'm sure that third parties will produce lenses for this system. I just don't know how soon. Nikon is a lens company with Nikkor, and so they're going to have priority over everything else. I just think because you're going to be so limited starting off that that would be a huge boon in selling your system. Finally, the last point that I want to make is a little bit more of a philosophical nature about what a camera company needs to do to survive in this day and age. But if you look at the overall industry, and it's clearly been declining over the last couple of years in terms of DSLR sales, compact cameras have been hit even worse, but there is this middle thread of mirrorless cameras, and it is a little bit on the rise. It's seen some growth there. So I think everybody is looking at this little niche here, but is it big enough to support all of the camera companies that are going into this? And another thing that I think is important to understand is with the DSLR model, when it was selling really well, 
company like Nikon or Canon, let's say they're top of the line model. So today's equivalent would be like the D850 or the D5. Well, you will sell thousands of D5s, no question. But you sell millions of that entry-level DSLR with the kit lens that's under $600 that the soccer mom buys to go photograph the kids. That's what really drove those sales. It's like the top end kind of gave the whole lineup legitimacy. And then that bottom end is where the money was really made. And that's really gone away, I think, with the rise of cell phones, so on and so forth. You've read this everywhere. But what's interesting is when you look at the players and who they are right now and what they've been able to do, I think their survival has been because they found a niche and they figured out what their place is and what works for them. And so, for instance, if you take Micro Four Thirds, you know, the OG mirrorless, right? And you look at companies like Olympus and Panasonic, well, there's only so many megapixels that you're going to get on that sensor, first of all. Second of all, that sensor is in grave need of an update very badly. But both those companies have figured out what their strengths are and they've really amplified those things. For instance, Olympus has some of the best image stabilization that you can find on any camera. Panasonic have played to their strengths with that. They've gone into the video world with the GH5 and really excelled what they offer that that camera will do. Now there's the GH5S, which is like, here, let's build a low light beast. And it's amazing. And now there's the G9, which is back towards photography again. And I've played with that camera. It's pretty awesome. And so I think those companies have found out, okay, we can't have the autofocus that Sony and even Fuji are able to produce, but we were going to do this one thing really well. And I think that's worked for them. I think Fuji have to give accolades to not only have they developed one, but two camera systems that have really started to mature. The APS-C stuff that they've got is amazing. And those X-Trans cameras weren't great out of the gate. It took some time to mature and develop the lens lineup and get the cameras better, but it's a really great system now. I've got a bunch of that stuff. If you like a retro camera setup that has knobs and dials, then you can get to things really quickly. That camera excels. Those prime lenses that they make now are incredible. They've got zoom lenses that they're making and that they're coming out with that are going to raise the bar on that. And that's just the APS-C lineup. Now they have a medium format lineup that's starting to mature as well. And so I think that's a really interesting example of another company. They've avoided full frame. That's Sony's niche over there. So if you look at what Sony has been able to do with full frame, and a lot of people complain that the lenses are on the pricey side, but when you look at what those lenses will do, we've replaced stepping motors for autofocus with these linear drives that basically have very few moving parts, if any, in them, and they're able to keep up with the speed that the autofocus on the camera will dictate. And the optics on those will resolve at up to, I think it's 100 megapixels. So they've definitely kind of done some forward thinking with their lens lineup. I remember the first Sony that I bought was the APS-C, the NEX7, and it was a great camera, but there was no lens selection. I did a lot of adapting, and that's a subject for another day. But it's, uh, you know, your mileage may vary on something like that, but they've matured and they've gotten to where it is. And I think with Nikon, whatever we see announced next week, there probably will be a wow factor to it. It'll probably be something that's really exciting, but then I think the work begins of developing a system and finding that niche. Where do they fit in? What is Nikon's strengths? Like I said, years and years ago, I used to be a Nikon shooter exclusively, and I love Nikon. And the thing that got me out of that was when Canon came out with the 5D Mark II because it was able to do video. And it was able to do, at the time, it was HD video. That first firmware edition was pretty bad too, but it was able to do full frame video so you could get a depth of field. The video I was doing on the early videos that I 
I made back then. Uh, I was using camcorders and what have you. And so I really couldn't render depth of field. And just the picture was beautiful. So that's why I went with that. And I got out of Nikon and I went to Canon. So that was, there was a need there, something that was unique that Nikon wasn't doing at that time. And of course they caught up here and there with video. And so it's just been an interesting ride, but it was a similar reason that I switched over to Sony and went into a mirrorless system at some point too. So anyway, I would love to know what you guys think about this. I think that's probably the most important aspect of all this is if like all these camera companies are going to survive, they need to have a strength that they do better than anybody else and a niche that wants whatever that is out of that. So whether that's when you look at Micro Four Thirds, what Fuji have done or what Sony have done. And of course, Canon has an announcement right behind Nikon's. And then the rumor is, is that Sony has another announcement behind that. So it's going to be a very interesting second half of the year with all the announcements that are coming down the pike. And it's going to be really interesting to see what Nikon have in store for us next week. So until the next video, I will see you guys then. Later. <laughs>